Hello and welcome to The Marketing Guide with me, your host, Sarah O'Mahony. This is the podcast that helps make marketing simple for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Each week, we bring you bite-sized actionable tips, strategies and hacks to help grow your business online. If you're ready to do the work and grow your online presence and you want to stand out in a crowded space, then you're in the right place. Now, let's get going with today's episode. Enjoy the show. Hello there, welcome to The Marketing Guide. It's me, your host, Sarah O'Mahony. Thank you for joining me on today's show. In today's episode, we are going to learn what is a niche, what are the benefits of a niche market, how to pick a niche. I'm giving you five steps for doing that and five different things you can take away. It's an actionable episode, um, so make sure you have a pen and piece of paper for today's episode so you can take notes. And we're also giving you examples of niche business ideas. So let's get going with the episode. And before we do, I just want to remind mind you to subscribe so you don't miss out on any uh, notifications each week when we release a new episode and don't forget to leave a review if you are enjoying the podcast and you're getting a lot from it and you've listened to the last 128 episodes and you've thought oh I really must leave a review and you haven't done it as yet I would really appreciate it if you go do that if you visit lauraomahony.com forward slash review there are all the instructions on how you can do it on Android and the link for uh, the link for Android and the instructions for Apple as well. It's really simple to leave a review on either of those platforms. And also you can leave us a rating on the Spotify app as well if you've got the Spotify app. But you cannot leave a review yet on the Spotify app. You can't leave your name and your business name. So if you want to shout out on this very podcast, um, all you have to do is mention your name and your business name in your review and let us know what you think of the podcast. Are you enjoying it? Has it been helpful? Has it helped you make any changes in your business what has it done for you within your business let us know leave the review and as I said leave your name and your business name if you want to get a copy of my free ebook which is 30 days worth of Instagram content ideas then all you have to do is visit lauramani.com at the very top of the website you will see a link that says free ebook click on that put in your name and your email and you will get those 30 days worth of content ideas straight in your inbox so let's get going with today's episode then and start with what is a niche So a niche in business is a focused area of a wider market that businesses can serve. So it's a segment of a larger market that has a specific target audience. So really it is a portion of a larger customer or client group with similar profiles, similar demographics, similar hobbies, interests, etc. So your niche is all about the type of person that you want to target and it's important to find the right niche market for your product or service. And when you talk to everybody, you don't talk to anybody in particular. We've talked about that before in the podcast. When you talk to all, you don't talk to anybody. But when you niche down and when you um, decide on a niche, you start to talk to those individuals and open up with your marketing communications and your marketing strategy. And they are drawn to your product and drawn to your service because they feel that it's for them. So it's impossible to create a product or service that meets the needs of all audience. And it's important to remember that and not worry about losing out on customers. So niching is all about finding the opportunity and serving those people that are not currently being served. Included in your strategy for niching, niching, you will have defining your ideal target audience, finding the opportunity within that group, doing research within your customer base and having a marketing strategy that targets that group or niche specifically and convinces them to buy from you. So a niche can be very broad like new mothers or it can be very specific like new mothers age 30, 35 who want to learn how to have a more organised home. So when you niche, you basically become a specialist in that market. So you're the go-to person for X. 
So if the market is underserved, then customers will be grateful that you're coming in along and you're filling that gap. So niching is great for determining your specialization and differentiating yourself from the competition. So if you are a specialist and you are the only one in that niche, you can also charge more. That's important to remember. People will also trust and pay more for an expert that it can help solve a problem for them and a specialist. So some of the most common ways to define a niche are based on price. So you might have luxury, you might have moderate, you might have discount, demographics, you might have gender, you might have age, you might have income level, education level, level of quality. Then you might have premium products, handmade products, economical products, um, psychographics. Then you might have values, interests, attitudes and geographics then, which is people who reside in a certain country, certain city or even a particular neighbourhood. There may be people that you're targeting. So just a little note on niching. I know that people call it niching and I know it's like um, people on the US are going to struggle listening to me saying niching <laughs> for the whole episode. So I'm aware that people call it niching as well as niching for the, in the interest of this podcast. And I always say niching. That's what comes naturally to me. That's what I learned in college when I was studying niching in college. So I'm going to say niching. But if it's niching for you and that's what you, your jam, just know that's what I mean in this episode. So let's talk about some of the benefits then of a niche market. So the first thing is that it's an effective way to establish your brand's positioning. So brand positioning basically describes how a brand is different from its competitors and where or how it sits in the customer's mind. So niching is a really good way of positioning your brand. By focusing on niche market, you're able to create content and market that speaks directly to that customer. So they should see your Instagram post or your advert and say, yes, that's 100% me or this is for me. So you're reaching people who are your ideal customer and an ideal fit for your brand. So the next benefit of a niche market is that these groups of people are the ones who are in need of your offering the most and therefore it's going to be easier to sell to them. The next benefit is that if you are worried about niching and you're worried about the potential loss or you may be missing out on, you know, a certain group of people because you're targeting that one niche. According to a case study done by Harvard Business Review, it states that large markets can evolve from niche ones. So if you start with a niche market, you may be able to make that into a big market. So there is a benefit there to having a niche that you can grow it then into a big market. Um, it differentiates your business and lets people know exactly who you help, how you help them and how you make their lives better, who you are for and who you are not for as well. Niching helps establish your credibility and expertise over other competing businesses who are not niching. It lessens market competition because you are targeting a specific group and those niches are generally not being served. So there's less competition then within that market. Uh, the next benefit is the amount of people you have to reach with your message gets smaller when you niche. So you have less work to do than if you're targeting everybody. So for example, say you were to run a Facebook ad and you were targeting all women. Um, it would cost you a lot to run that ad and you're targeting them all women in, say, the location of the USA between the ages of 30 to 35. Whereas when you niche and you say, I want to target mothers who've got two children, they live within the New York district um, or the New York area, they live within, say, 500 mile radius of there. They are between the ages of 30 to 35, as I said, and they are interested in the following things. It might be, say, if they're interested if they're 
somebody who's interested in home organisation. It might be they're interested in the home edit, Marie Kondo, um, Netflix shows like that. Any kind of organisational experts, certain blogs, magazines and stuff like that. So you can really get niche with your target and you can really, you know, go all in on that when you decide to target those uh, people who are 30 to 35 years that are interested in home organisation, for example. Um, you can really, and that they're mothers, you can really... Um, create ads and it's not going to cost you half as much or a quarter as much as it would if you were targeting all women of that age. Um, the, the last benefit is that the riches are in the niches. Um, so I'd say niches, but the riches are in the niches or the riches are in the niches. We, you've all have heard that saying at some point or another. Um, a lot of marketeers would kind of say it and I've heard a lot of people kind of quoting it over the years. But when you niche, there definitely is opportunity for growth and opportunity for targeting that specific market. And I'll explain a little bit later on in the podcast how you can ensure that that market is profitable as well. So let's talk about how to pick a niche then. The first thing is to define your target audience. So who would you like to work with? Who are your ideal customers? So be as specific as you can. What location do you want to target? What age are there? What are their interests? What are their hobbies? What TV shows do they watch? What podcasts do they listen to? Really get to know them so that you can understand who they are what their problems are and how you can help them. If it's business to business, what type of business do you want to target? Where are they located? Who in the business do you need to communicate with? Or who is the gatekeeper within that business? It's a good idea to choose an area or a target market that you're already familiar with so you'll have an interest in something that you can relate to. So the most profitable niches will be the ones that you already know and that you're already familiar with because you'll understand their wants and needs. So you need to identify the size of the market. Is there enough people within that niche as well when you're defining your target audience? So just going back to that point, um, when you are deciding on a niche, it really has to be something that you do have experience or you do have an interest in because you're not going to be able to relate to those people. So say for me, for example, if I started to do marketing for golf companies, I know nothing about golf. I've never played golf in my life. I've never watched golf. I've no interest in golf. So how can I be passionate and how can I communicate with those people if I don't have any really interest or don't have any really passion about that? So it's important to find something within your niche that you're passionate about um, and something that you can, you know, communicate your message across because you have an interest in it. So that's number one. Number two then is to identify what problem can you solve? So once you know who you're targeting, then you need to understand your niche's problem or your niche's need. So I've talked about this before in the podcast. If you don't understand what problem that you are actually solving, you can provide a solution. So say you're a beauty therapist who has her own business and you want to target a niche of brides or brides-to-be. Then you need to find and understand what kind of problems does the bride have. So she wants to know things like, how can she have good skin for her wedding day? How can her makeup last the full day? What is the best skincare routine coming up to the wedding for brides? How can she brighten up her skin for the wedding? What are some of the kind of pro the products that she can use? So being able to solve a problem for your niche is key for them to engage and interact with your brand. You need to provide value around their problems and show them that you have a solution for their problems. And you need to have a deep understanding of exactly what their problem is and how it affects them and how it impacts their lives and how it impacts how they talk to themselves and how they communicate with themselves. And they say, I'm really struggling with X and you really need to get to the bottom of how do they communicate that as a problem and how do they talk to themselves about that problem? Um, the last thing then is research. So Facebook groups, 
groups are a great way of going and seeing how people talk about their problems. So I've talked about that in the podcast before and I've advocated for it numerous times. It's a really, really good way of getting to the bottom of how people talk about their problems. So say it was Instagram marketing, I would go on to find groups that my ideal customers, small business owners are in. I would go into that group, I would search for the word Instagram marketing and see what they are talking about and how they are talking about that. Um, but there are other tools that you can use. So think with Google research tool, you can use that. You can use SurveyMonkey to survey your existing audience and ask them how they're struggling with X problem or what, how they feel about the problem. Typeform is another great way. Uber suggest is a really good way of seeing what people are currently searching for as it relates to those keywords that you're going to type in, like bright bee skincare, bright bee skincare routine, whatever it might be. Um, Qualaroo as well, it's user research and customer feedback software. You can use that as well. I will link all those in the show notes um, below as well. So don't worry, you can just go pop into the show notes and get all of those. So that is number two. Number three then is research the competition. So paying attention to your competition, who they are and what are they doing. Understanding what your competition is doing will help you position yourself and your product or service within that market. So it's really important to evaluate their strengths and their weaknesses, evaluate their strengths and their weaknesses of the product or the service that they offer and identify industry trends that you might have been missing out on. So there's two different types of competition. You'll have direct competition and indirect competition. Direct is in the same niche or market that you are targeting they solve the same problem, they've got a similar product or service. Indirect competition then, they sell something similar but may have a different niche or target audience. So how do you research the competition? The first thing is to identify your main competitors. Who are they? What do they sell? What is their main offering? Who do they target? What areas do they target? How much does their product or service cost? What is their unique selling proposition? What makes them stand out or what makes them different? What does their online presence look like? How many followers on social media do they have? What is their website like? Are they invested in branding? How often do they post content? How do they show up online? And does their content engage their audience? So I'm sorry for going too fast, but you can go back and have a listen to that again. So the next thing is to do sneaky sneaks. So the best way to learn about how they behave and how they treat their customers is to act like a customer. So this is by doing sneaky sneaks. So you're basically going to fill in the forms on their website. You're going to sign up for their ebook. You're going to phone up and inquire and see how well they perform and where the opportunities lie for your business. So if you don't feel comfortable doing this, you can get a friend or family member to do it and get them to act on your behalf. But it is a really good way to see how they behave on the phone or how they follow up with you. If you put in an email inquiry, do they actually follow up with you? Um, And then you'll be able to see the opportunity there. So that's doing sneaky sneaks. The next way to I, how to research your competition is to analyze the results. So you're going to make a spreadsheet with all the data so that you can analyze the results and see where your business falls in then. So you're going to put down all the things that I mentioned in the first point, which was identify your main competitors, who they are, what they sell, all that kind of stuff. You're going to make a spreadsheet with all that in it and see how they score for each one of those. So you can see how they score for social media following and engagement, their offering, and then maybe list some pros and cons and then give them an overall score. So say you've got 10 main competitors in the market and they may be not all niching as well. They may be just competitors that are not niching. Um, And you're saying, oh, well, four of them are scoring 
a six and then the rest of them are scoring an eight you know that you can fall somewhere then in between that eight to ten category that there's opportunity there for you to be that person that's um you know doing really well in that um niche so next thing then is to read reviews so go to google Go to Facebook, go to Trustpilot, TripAdvisor and see what customers are actually saying about your competition and look at the opportunities that lie in this. So that's a really good way of um, researching the competition and seeing how well they're doing and where the opportunities lie. So that is how to research the competition. So let's move on to step number four then, and that's to evaluate your niche's profitability. So there's no point in picking a niche if it's not profitable. It's really important to find out if there is demand for the product or service that you're planning on selling. So the first thing that you need to do is to research the competition. We've covered this already. The second thing is to go to Google and search for products or services similar to your offering and look and see what are the results like. Are there few? Are there too few or too many? And there are tools that you can use that will um, show you the monthly and the local global searches for keywords. One of the best tools for checking the demand in a niche is the Google Keyword Planner. I've talked about this on the podcast before. You know, I'm a big fan of the Google Keyword Planner. It is a really, really good tool to use and go and see how many searches per month are people looking for as it relates to your niche. Um, you can also use tools like SEMrush or Ubersuggest if there and see if there's any demand for those particular keywords and how often those keywords are searched for and what does the competition look like. So keyword research is a very helpful um, tool in choosing a niche because it allows you to find out whether that niche is valuable or it's competitive and or is competitive. Um, so the things that you should be looking at is keyword search volume, how many times Google users search for specific keywords or phrases each month, keyword competition, how competitive the keyword is, and that will let you know how competitive the niche is also, and keyword value. So your research can indicate how profitable it is to have a website that ranked well on Google for various keyword terms. So here are a few factors to consider when deciding on the niche that you're going to be serving. So the customer's values and interests, customer's demographics, location, the product quality and price. So if you conduct research in a niche or in a market that you want to target and find similar products or services, but there aren't that many competitors selling them, then your idea could be profitable and your niche could be profitable. So look at the competition and what they are charging. Refer back to your spreadsheet and see where you can price your product or service that falls in line with these so that you're also competitive. So that is number four. Number five then is to test your idea. So once you've decided on a niche and that feels right for you, it's time to test the market and see if your niche has potential. So the first thing you need to do is to create an offering for your niche. So back to our example from earlier, we were talking about the beauty therapist that wants to specialise in skincare for brides-to-be. Then what you would do is go and create a package for that niche. So you might do something like a set of four facials and on the fifth one, you get it half price or you get it, the fifth one is free, something along the lines of that. And then you would create content around the problem, which we talked about earlier as well, and try to target those specific customers. So ask qualifying questions in your content, like, are you getting married soon? Are you recently engaged? So you are clear on who the content is actually for and that they can engage with your content and that they can feel like, yes, this is this is for me. We talked about that earlier as well. So ensure that you have a landing page on your website that is dedicated to your niche and answers questions that they have 
to their particular set of problems. So a good idea is to set up an online store and sell pre-orders of your product or service and you will get a good understanding of how much interest there is in your niche and the results may surprise you. You may get 100 pre-orders and say, well, this is actually an area that I should have been looking at all along or you may not get any orders. If you don't get any orders, don't worry, don't take that as a sign that people are not interested. Just make a note and run a test again. You may need to change the wording that you're using, the copy, or you may need to try targeting your ideal customer in a different way. So if your tests are not successful, look at the areas where your offering or your marketing could be improved and just keep testing again. The best way to understand if a niche is worthwhile pursuing or not is launching your idea and running lots of tests and see what the results are. So that is number five and that is test your idea. So let's talk about some examples of niche businesses then. The first one, which I am a huge fan of, is the container store. They are a store that literally just sells containers, nothing else. Um, if anybody, if you know me and you follow me on social media, you know I'm obsessed with buying clear plastic containers. They're like everywhere in my house. And me categorising things and putting things. I love the home edit. I just uh, absolutely love it. I love having everything organised. Um, so the container store, that is a niche. They're just selling containers. So the dry bar then, it's a hair salon that offers just hair blowouts, as they call it in the States, or blow dries, as they call it here. So there's no cuts, there's no colour, you just go in and get your hair, your blowout or your blow dry done. Um, Only Natural Pet, it's a great niche business example in this market. It sells everything natural dog food, natural flea and tick repellent. It's all natural stuff. Um, Beeswrap, uh, that is another website that they are trying to cut down on plastic and store food sustainably. They just sell bees wraps, you know, the beeswax wraps. They just sell those, that's it. Um, the last example then is Peloton. So they are exercise bikes that have the addition of online, um, you're kind of like doing an online class with other people. So they are some examples of niche businesses. So what did we learn today? We learned what is a niche. We learned benefits of a niche market. We learned how to pick a niche. And we talked about some examples then of niche businesses. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it helpful. You may need to go back and have a listen to it a second time to kind of go through. It's it's a bit heavy of an episode because there's a lot in it. Um, so it might be worthwhile to go back and have a second listen to it. And as I said, have your pen and piece of paper, write all, take all your notes down, make that spreadsheet and see is there opportunity there for you to carve out your own niche within your industry. If you enjoyed it, I'd love it if you could go leave a review, lauraomahony.com forward slash review. The instructions are there on how you can do that. Don't forget to subscribe. You get a little ping then when our, we release our new episode every week. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can pop me a DM on Instagram at lauraomahony.com or at themarketingguide.co or you can pop me an email to hello at lauraomahony.com. Also, you can take a screenshot of this, share it your Instagram stories, tag me and let me know what did you think of this week's episode did you enjoy it was it helpful uh, or should other people listen to the podcast so that's it for me for this week and the marketing guide i hope you have a great week ahead and i will see you in the next episode